0: Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Valosos on social media. Welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast. Stay listening. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Thanks for joining us on So Organised Style Podcast. Within the online sewing community, such as Sober Fifty. People have become friends through their love of sewing. Now, sewing is our common interest and once you get chatting online, many people become friends for all sorts of reasons and in many countries. In the sofa 50 community, we are hoping that this podcast can be the start of an ongoing podcast series about online sewing friendships. Nancy Chen Bayraktari of I Used to Be a Curtain on Instagram is back on the podcast with her friend Julia Cost of Julia Allison Cost on Instagram. So Allison has got two L's and two S's. As we look at how their online friendship has developed, I hope many listeners have found a few online sewing friends that they chat to on a regular basis and support each other. It's really lovely to have you back on the podcast again, Nancy.
1: Thank you so much, Maria. I'm so happy to be here again.
0: And I know that this is the first time that Julia Cost has been on the podcast, so, you know, please give her a warm welcome, everybody. Hi, Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi, thank you so much.
2: It's so nice to be on this with you, Maria and Nancy. Thank you for having me. So,
0: Nancy, you've been on the podcast before and a lot of people have listened and downloaded your podcast, so thank you for that.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening to it. I'm really touched by everyone who responded
0: Today's podcast is really looking at the friendships that happen online in the sewing community. And Nancy and Julia are one of many friendships that have, how could you say? Sprung up. Sprung up, formed. Sprouted, blossomed. All those things. So Nancy, tell us about yourself as a quick intro for people who have not listened to your podcast, but I know that isn't the case for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. So I live on Oahu in Hawaii. I just passed my one year milestone. Before that, I lived in New York city for several years. So I'm kind of new to Hawaii and learning the ways. I'm just saying that because that's pertinent to my friendship with Julia. And I have been sewing clothes for almost two years now. I love vibrant prints. I love print mixing. I love just exploring all the sewing things the interesting ones that there are to explore. I say that because I just have a really hard time sewing basics, but I love embroidery. I love all the frou-frou stuff.
0: So that is me. And the upcycling as well.
1: Yes. And I also upcycle, you know, I go thrifting and I try to turn old things into new ones.
0: And listeners will know that because that's what Nancy focused on in her first podcast. That's right. Julia, welcome.
2: Thank you. My name is Julia Cast. I'm a painter and I'm a textile designer born, raised, and based on the island of Maui and Hawaii. And you can find my original fabric at juliacost.com or on Instagram at Julia Allison Cost. And Allison has two L's and two S's. And I am from a big family of artists. On my dad's side, there's a lot of realist, professional painters. And on my mom's side, there's a lot of Sewists and textile designer and fashion designer people. And I was just immersed in all of these arts growing up and actually thought I was going to be a dancer and a choreographer. And I pursued that to a really high degree, getting a master's degree in dance. But I was painting professionally since I was 18. That's always been how I've supported myself. And then behind all of that, I've been harboring a lifelong love of sewing my own clothes so it wasn't until two years ago that i realized that the center of the venn diagram of all of these arts for me is actually in textile design where i can transform my original paintings into fabric that myself and others can transform into wearable art onto the physical form and i really feel like i've become the fusion of like everything that i've ever been interested in and also all of my family members in one fell swoop.
0: And thankfully, we've got the technology for you to be able to do that for us too.
2: Yes, grateful for the technology and for like all of the people that I've had to learn from to be able to get here. This It just feels like crazy skill stacking to be able to get to this point, to combine so many things into one place. Julia, what actually
0: inspired you to create large print fabrics? So that's fabrics which have got really large prints on them.
2: So my interest in that has really stemmed from the fact that I'm really interested in fabric that doesn't have a lot of visible repetition. And so having a large scale just solves that immediately because you'll end up with a garment where there's one part of a painting on one sleeve and a totally different part of a painting on a different sleeve. And you can actually have a very simple garment that has hardly any tailoring details, but you end up with this large, complicated painting canvas across the whole thing. And I love that. So that was the real big main inspiration. But another reason that I love large scale prints is that it really amplifies and magnifies the details of the human hand in a painting, which is something I love about painting. Is just like examining the brush strokes and the way that the paint is blended and the texture of the canvas. I love looking at that in people's paintings. So having my paintings on a large scale just puts that all that artifact of the hand into fabric. And that's, that's so exciting to me. And then the third thing that I think is really exciting about it is that you can choose to make a garment that has hardly any seams cutting up my painting, essentially my whole painting across your garment. Or if you do choose to cut it up like Nancy has, with her tuberose shirt, for example, you can kind of mosaic together my painting and make something entirely new of your own. And the the possibilities just feel limitless with that. Like you can just, even when I fold up my large scale prints and I see them as little squares when they're folded before I ship them off, And then I lay them all next to each other. It just looks like this amazing tiling effect that you could cut it together and quilt it back together and have just all these little details. So it feels infinite to me, possibilities with a large scale.
0: Can I just clarify, when you do your painting or your artwork, do you deal with a view that it will be a large piece that will be magnified out? How does that work? I'm not an artist, so I'm quite curious.
2: So actually I have painted so many paintings throughout my career as a freelancer before I ever knew I was going to be a textile designer. What I've been doing is taking those paintings and taking pieces of them and repeating them but changing the scale or rotating them or flipping them or just like layering many layers of this imagery from the same painting to create a seamless repeat but now that I'm textile designing, I've actually been painting paintings with the intention from the beginning that it would be a textile. And some of those, like I have I painted a jacaranda print that Nancy just turned into a gorgeous shirt with actual print mixing. And I went and I picked like a whole branch of jacaranda blossoms when they're in bloom on my road. And then I painted that branch of blossoms like probably nine or 10 different times from all different angles. Mm -hmm. And I pulled off certain blossoms and painted those and then turned them sideways and painted that and then took pieces of leaves and painted that and then ended up not using a lot of those pieces in the actual textile, but I kind of had to have a lot to be able to find what actually worked Mm -hmm. when I put it together into the design. Okay. So that's a different process too.
1: Yeah, I didn't know about that process either.
0: Thanks for explaining that. So let's move on to the connection that you both got through your friendship.
1: Well, we first connected over, I think one of us started commenting on the other's photos, but then I think maybe I commented on some of your photos, not realizing that you're on Maui, Julia. And then maybe she commented back and I went and took another look at her profile and it said, you know, artist textile designer on Maui. And I was like, oh, she's in the neighborhood. Yeah. After we had this discussion about this random thing I posted, I was having a lot of sewing thoughts around that time. And one of the thoughts was, what is everyone doing with all of these clothes we're making? Some sewists are just generating this insane amount of clothing. And it's amazing. I find myself wondering what they're doing and what I'm going to do with the clothes. And she kind of latched onto that and was very interested in that question as well. It kind of started a conversation. And then when I noticed that she was on Maui, I messaged her because she seemed very thoughtful and inquisitive. And I messaged her some questions that I had about the social and racial dynamics of Hawaii. I didn't really have anyone around me who could answer these questions about the dynamics. My neighbors who are local, they're wonderful, but they haven't spent a lot of time out of Hawaii. So they don't really have a way of comparing it to life on the mainland. And then I have mainland friends here, but they're also trying to figure it out with me. So I was like, maybe she, you know, would Mm -hmm. have some insight. And she just, I mean, I asked her and she just, Delved into it and just gave me so much insightful, really interesting information since she grew up on Maui, but also spent a lot of time on the mainland, like during college and after college. And I was like, wow, you know, she could have kind of given me a polite answer and been like, have a nice day or brush me off. And that would have been okay. Not everyone has time to, you know, delve into things really deeply with a new person. Mm -hmm. You may have a lot going on in your life already. Most of us do. She didn't shy away from it and she didn't think, wow, I don't even know you. Why are you asking me these questions? She just delved into it and she was so candid and so insightful. I immediately, you know, just thought, wow, I could probably ask her anything. And so, and that turned into a conversation about so many things. I mean, we got into our family histories and politics and religion and all those things you're not supposed to talk about. But we also saw eye to eye on so many of those things that that just became the foundation of what became a great friendship.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> not scary. No, that was so scary. <laughs> Julia,
0: from your perspective, how did you, those initial questions from Nancy, what was your perspective of being asked these questions by someone that you'd only met on Instagram at the time?
2: I was so glad someone was asking those questions because people have this perception of Hawaii as like a paradise land to just come and take a vacation And Nancy was asking the hard questions, the real questions that all of us who are from here have battled with our whole lives. And I was so happy to be able to talk to someone about it who wanted to know and who was invested in like learning about this place, not in a sort of transient kind of way, but in a way of like someone who moved here who's setting down some roots and wants to understand it. And it was like such a breath of fresh air. And doubly during the pandemic when like everyone I've, We've all felt really isolated. It was such a breath of fresh air to be able to connect on a really deep meaningful way about things that matter so much to me about this place that is my home island, host island, host culture. I'm not Hawaiian, but I was raised here and this is my home. And so to be able to like share that with someone who wants to learn is so exciting. I just wanted to like tell her everything I could. <laughs> And Nancy, you're you're like a sponge. You're always open. You you ask such good questions. You're never judging or like, well, this is how it is on the mainland, and like this is my reality. And so I don't know. You're you have infinite room for like other realities, which is so refreshing.
1: I don't think someone who has known me all my life would necessarily say that. I think I've become much more open-minded, but. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I call Julia my Hawaii Sherpa.
0: (laughs) She's like,
1: whenever I have a question, it's just such a unique place with its own beautiful things that I also never knew that I'd learn about, but it also has its own unique problems. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone on the mainland is like, what are you saying? You're in paradise. And I'm like, please someone give me a dollar for every time I've been told that. But she's she's been totally enlightening. That is amazing. In addition to all the sewing and artistic things that we've bonded over, I feel like we have a really similar aesthetic. Just all those things are really amazing to bond with and find in another person. And it's a little weird that we met online. I used to think online friendships were kind of funny or, you know, it couldn't be serious, but it happened and yeah, and it's been amazing. And yeah, and also just the fact that she's, you know, in my time zone, because I left so many other friends that on the mainland and I still talk to them, but it's really helpful and I think essential to a close friendship to be able to talk in real time. And that's what we do in the evenings. Oftentimes we text. Another thing that we also bonded over was that we both actually have small businesses. I mean, obviously she has her fabric business. My husband is a professional photographer at one point in my life in between educational endeavors. I worked for a while as a professional photographer and that's how we met and we started a business that is still going and I do all of his marketing and his website and stuff like that. And I used to occasionally shoot, but just bonding over that, you know, like marketing, all the nitty gritty stuff, what kind of font should you have on your website, aesthetics, And also I feel like our philosophy on having a small business is really similar. Like we don't see clients as like, ooh, there's money, there's money, there's money. Like we are really invested in our clients being people. And both of us have become friends with people who have been our clients. I mean, it's all about like really treating people like people and giving them the best possible service that we could give them, giving it our all and just valuing and being grateful for people who would support us. And that's another reason that I just love supporting Julia, because I believe in what she's doing. I believe in her as a person. I love her art. And I know the importance of just having supporters and people who aren't shy to tell other people about what you do because you believe in it. Not because I'm getting anything from it because I'm not. I buy her fabric because I love it. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, not, I think I it's definitely been a big bonding, er- another area we can totally relate on.
0: Because you've both got the same values on how you see people. That's another clear way that you've bonded together. That's important. Values are really important.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for all of that, that you said, Nancy. And Absolutely. It has been so nice to be able to share values about a small business. And you've told me about how much you value your clients and how much your husband values his clients. And they feel like family now. And yeah, I care so much about each of my clients. They're like, they're just treasures to me. The fact that they want to put my my paintings into the garments that they're sewing, that takes so much effort and time. Like that just means the world to me. And I just care so much about them. Nancy gets that. Nancy gets how much I care about my little tiny one woman business. And Nancy's been amazing to talk to throughout this whole thing, all of the highs and lows, and hiccups and stresses. And she even went through and like edited my website the night before I launched my fabric officially and told me which fonts were too legible, like things like that that were just. I couldn't believe that you took the time to do that. And you get it and you care so much about it. And then you get my small business. You understand what it's like to be in this position. You're there to talk to. You're like a friend and an amazing sewist who sews with my fabric and a confidant about like the highs and lows and hiccups and stresses of this whole one woman business freelancing experience. I don't even know where you came from. You're like, you cover, you cover all the bases. You're so amazing.
1: Well, I also appreciate so much having someone to relate to because when my husband and I were building our business, I didn't really have anyone else. The only other people I knew of who were doing something like this were kind of technically our competitors. And so I couldn't talk to them in the same way. I never saw them as like, The competitor, but you know, we didn't want to share everything I think that we were doing. Yeah. And it's a little uncomfortable, I guess. But anyway, so I so appreciate someone to relate to. And I talked to you about all that stuff because I've been there. I've had a website with font that you couldn't read. (laughs) And I've been through the feast and famine. You all of a sudden, you know, business is great and you're like, this is awesome. It's smooth sailing from here on out. And then all of a sudden there's floor drops from beneath you. You're like, where did all my clients go? You know, and then like a few months later, it picks up steam again. So I've been through that Yes. highs and lows. And also, you know, some unusual things that happen, you know, that we've talked about. There's a little bit of negativity out there that you have to go through sometimes that makes you scratch your head. But, you know, we've both been through those things. So it's awesome to be able to relate, even though they're such different businesses.
0: But it's good that you've got someone to talk to, bounce ideas from. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So grateful. I'm so grateful, too. So grateful, Nancy.
0: (laughs) So shall we talk about the visit, your recent actual face-to-face visit?
2: Yes. So one morning I was doing my morning stretches and I see my phone Ding and Nancy's like, So, this is a crazy idea. I don't know what you're going to think, but just hear me out. What do you think if I came to Maui? And I was like, Yes, with like 10 exclamation marks. (laughs) And she was like, really, for sure? I was like, yes, come. And so then we actually had to deal with the logistics. But Nancy's so logistical and organized. And she planned the whole thing and found herself, her little rental car in a a time when there's no rental cars on this entire island. So anyways, a few weeks later, Nancy shows up at the airport. And I pick her up. And she starts unloading a (laughs) searcher into my back. Seat. Really? She brought me a surgery that she found in a thrift store. And when she found out that I only zigzagged the insides <laughs> of my garments, she decided this was completely unacceptable. And she had to bring me this surgery she found at a thrift store. And I just could not believe it. Like, I
1: found it at a thrift store. I already had a surgery that my husband had just bought me like two months ago for Christmas. And it was such a good deal. I, you know, I went to the thrift store, I saw it and I was like, ah, I already have a surgery. I don't need it. And I went back and it was still there. And it was like whispering my name in the corner. And I talked to my husband about it and he's like, just get it. You know, we will find someone who needs it or something, you know, and that was before I had met Julia. And when I found out she was still zigzagging, I was like, I need to give this to you. It was such a good deal. I would love for you to have it. You're going to put it to such good use and that will make me happy. And yeah, so I brought it to Maui and I was so happy that it found a home in her house.
2: I could not believe it fit in a carry-on. First of all, (laughs) I still don't understand like how it fit inside of your carry-on. And second of all, the TSA just let you put that into the overhead bin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: at at security, they, they kind of pulled it Aside, and they said, Do you have a sewing machine in here? I was like, Yep, that's a sewing machine. They're like, Okay, I guess that's okay. And they just let me through with it. So awesome.
2: What to do about that? They're like, "Mm Okay, I guess that's not on our list. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like a sewing fairy tale. She shows up and she's got her serger for me in her bag. And she is like ready for like a weekend of adventuring. And I was like, Well, if you're here on Maui for literally, a day and a half then what you have to do is you have to hike through the crater Mm. and we we went back and forth like arguing about whether we were actually fit enough to do this (laughs) because I have not been in great shape during the pandemic and Nancy wasn't really sure about herself (laughs) either but we decided after a lot of hemming and hawing and giving ourselves little like ways out if we freak out halfway through the hike we decided to do it the second day, this was, um, Saturday after she arrived on Friday night, we went hiking through the Haleakala volcanic crater. 13 miles
1: and, uh, 2000 feet of altitude change,
2: I believe. Yeah. It starts out at 10,000 feet. I think you go down to maybe 8,000 and then you hike back out. Mm -hmm. It's intense. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. And halfway through the hike, Nancy, tells me that she's brought her tuberose shirt that she sewed with my fabric into the crater and that she needs to do a costume change right then and there in the middle of the crater because this background is just amazing and it would go perfectly with the colors of the tuberose shirt and I was like you really don't have to do this <laughs> we're in the middle of the crater like this is this is not a good place to like get changed but she was like I'm doing it and she just like changes And it gives me her camera, which is heavy, that she'd also brought into the crater for this purpose. Okay. And also to get pictures of the crater. But I think she really (laughs) wanted me to have beautiful pictures of this 2 shirt in the crater. And I just I was like, this this lady is a friend for life. If she's gonna like strip and change into her two brochure in the middle of the crater, she's burning her feet on the hot black sand oh, of the man. crater. She also didn't want her hiking boots. She thought it wasn't gonna work well with the <laughs> shirt. And she was like, I'll just Photoshop it, but I have to take off my shoes. And she's like, ouch, 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 burning her feet <laughs> on the sand. I was like, wow, this girl, this, this woman is a friend for life. That was amazing.
1: Friend right for life. Yeah. Well, I knew you're a friend for life at the end because I was having the hardest time with the altitude change at the end, going up these switchbacks that were very steep and literally just never seemed to end. I kept asking her, are they almost over? And she was like, no. And just could be honest with you, no, it's, it's yes. a lot more. And I had to take breaks literally like every two minutes. And she was so patient. I mean, yeah, I was just like, this is for real. And it really made things real. Like you can't really have pretenses. And maybe if we had a cup of coffee, we could have been like very polite and, you know, whatever. But no, all of that was out the window. It was very real. There was suffering. (laughs) And, um, And also it took us eight hours to do it. I mean, we talked the whole way. We talked about everything.
2: I don't know if I was that patient, because at the end, I was like, Nancy, the sun <laughs> is setting, and we have to get out of here. It was a little <laughs> scary. It, it, yeah. yeah.
1: No, but you were you were a good balance of patient and coach. You're like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You're doing great. You can do it.
2: <laughs> I knew we were almost there. I knew we'd make it to the car. You thought the car was like another hour away, and I was like, no, if we can see the car we're almost there. And you were like, we're not. I mean,
1: (laughs) I felt like I was in an airplane and the car was like all the way on the ground. It just seems so far. You did great though. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. (laughs) (laughs) Julia's a few years younger than me. So yeah, that, um, (laughs) I mean, I'm using that as an excuse.
2: (laughs) You did great. You live at sea level. I live at 3,300 feet. So it's, I think that gives me a little more advantage for that elevation.
0: I'll take that too. (laughs) You would have slept really well that night.
1: Yeah. Although we were, I mean, getting to the point where we were pretty sore also. And the next day, I I was sore for three Mm -hmm. solid days after that, at least. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was limping that night was sleeping in a weird Airbnb. So I don't think she slept very well. Yeah, but it's okay. I,
1: I I felt very, you know, satisfied and very happy.
2: Yes. And then the next day, Nancy had already thought about ideas for like promoting my fabric and she'd come up with some videos she wanted to film of my process, which was amazing. And she could have been like exploring the island going to beaches doing something more like a tourist but instead she came over to my house and like directed filmed starred in and then later edited all these videos and photos of my work and also was game for doing a twins dance with our three matching outfits that we have so far because she has made outfits well now more I've made more yeah but at the time there was three different textiles that we both had outfits in and we did a dance in it together so we were playing dress up and it felt like when I was a kid and I was playing back like dress up with my best friend and like just changing and being like now we put on this dress (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was super fun so it
0: sounds like it's a great friendship where you inspire each other Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. I find very few people that I share an aesthetic with, I think. I've always had a slightly wacky slash somewhat hippie slash ethnic inspired style or preference for clothes. And I always hung out with people who are like, okay, yeah, she's the crazy one who wears all those weird clothes. But I feel like she understands you know, what I'm going for and yeah. I totally bounce ideas off of her. You know, before I make something, sometimes I, I can't draw. So I mock up stuff in Photoshop and I've sent it to her and, and she tells me if it's crazy or not. And yeah, so she totally helps me in that way. And also not to mention just you know, me being inspired by her fabric and her bold prints and stuff. And one thing we've also talked about, you know, a lot of the fabric prints that come out now are digitally generated and her fabric just has a totally different look because it's from real paintings. And I love that. I mean, it's so rich and the colors are amazing. I love it. You know, her fabrics themselves just inspire me so much.
2: Thanks, Nancy. (laughs) And what you do with my fabric inspires me so much. And to be clear... Whenever you've asked me for any opinions, I've always just said, go for it. I've never. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't trust your opinion anymore. (laughs) No, but I will tell you if I, if I didn't agree with you, but you, you your work, your, your eye is so interesting to me. It just amazes me the, the things that you think of. Like I never would have thought that pairing my Jacaranda fabric with a French garden fabric that you found from mood it wouldn't have occurred to me. Like I just never would have occurred to me. So like the way that your mind works is so inspiring to me. And it gives me all these ideas. And I think it gives other people ideas also of how to use my fabric and like your amazing print mixing eye that you can see like the balance of things. You can see how colors work together. It's so cool. And you ended up creating basically like an avenue of Jacaranda blossoms On either side of this Versailles garden. And I was like, that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought of that. Julia,
0: with your portfolio of paintings.
2: This was something that I never asked for, but Nancy just randomly dug through my entire website of paintings and then texted me names of paintings that she wanted transformed into textiles. And I was like, wow, that is so just amazing to know what somebody who wants with my fabric and that a sewist is already envisioning how this painting could be transformed into wearable art even though I haven't designed it into a seamless repeat at all it's just like a painting of a bouquet of ranunculus was one of them and so I put those at the top of my list and I went ahead and and designed two of Nancy's requests so far and those are the two recent releases the ranunculus bouquet textile and the succulent garden textile. And I just love that Nancy came up with that, that she chose those from my portfolio. And I will continue to take her requests and turn them into textiles. Absolutely.
1: I never thought you would actually take that seriously. I thought you were just kind of being like, yeah, thanks so much. And, you know, kind of, well, kind of thinking, well, you know, I already have this agenda and, you know, that was, you know, nice of her, but well, I'll keep moving on with what I want to do. I did not, until she showed me the fabric, I did not think she was working on it or anything. So I am super tickled that she actually took some of my suggestions.
2: And
0: followed through with them for you.
2: Yeah. So fun. And now she's going to sew some things with them and I cannot wait to see what it was that she was envisioning. I can't
1: wait either. I wish they would just make themselves.
0: Talk to us about the sewing connection between the two of you.
1: Well, yeah, like we said, I mean, just sharing the aesthetic and also sharing the process. I don't have any in-person sewing friends right now. I do also have, my sister-in-law is a sewist and a pattern maker, Rata Davies, but she's in the UK. You know, just having Julia and also having her in my time zone and everything is just awesome. I mean, to have someone to actually talk to about sewing clothes. And I just feel like when you find someone who also sews, you might actually find that you have more in common than just sewing. I mean, you could kind of say this about anything, but I think with sewing, there's a little bit of like life philosophy behind it that you might share. You probably value the process of things. You might be less into things just because they're expensive or things just because everybody else likes them. You might be a little more into having an aesthetic, taking life a little slower and being just into the process of how things are made. And, you know, there, there are other sewists that I've also connected with, like Asmita, who's in India. She also has her kid in a Waldorf school.
2: So do I. And I just think that's so cool. Definitely. I think people who sew cherish the handmade, cherish things that take time. Like the things that my mom has sewn, I feel like they are the biggest expressions of love that can be held in a, a physical form besides like her. And those garments that she's made, like the ones that she made me when I was a child or ones that she made herself when she was young, they are treasures to me forever. And I think that kind of caring about things in a way that's like much longer than the temporary sort of trend of just wanting something quick and then you're sort of over it. I think that comes with the territory of sewing and understanding how much work goes into things. Sewing is no joke. It is so hard and so time consuming. You have to love it and you have to make something that's Full of your love, like that, it's inevitable that it would be filled every stitch is filled with your love. So, I think it definitely brings a certain type of person together within this community. I love that,
1: that's so beautiful. That's that's um, one thing I love about you, Julia. So articulate (laughs) and so just able to cut to the heart of things.
0: But you've also connected on a few other levels as well. You found out that you've got shared interests in various other areas of your life
2: yeah oh yes we're both vegan our birthdays are really close together oddly enough well is the actual weird?
1: day not the year though
2: not the year but the day is very <laughs> close. Cool. isn't that cool it seems yeah. so bizarre and we drive the same we both drive honda fits how yeah. weird is that well
1: i guess it's a small practical car that's not too expensive just oh. very practical i think
2: hmm. And you can fit a lot in that trunk. Yeah. Lots of surges. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I drove up to the airport to pick her up and I'm like, you'll, you'll recognize the car.
1: (laughs) Because it's the car that I just got out of to get to the other airport.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it is such an amazing thing that in today's world with this kind of technology, with Instagram, you can find people who share this super specific passion. And I think that's largely through the use of hashtags. If you follow certain hashtags, like handmade with love or something, (laughs) like you find these people who like love what they're doing with their hands. And in the world of like making friends, I think it's just such a mind blowing phenomenon that Sometimes I think back to like the pool of people that were available as a friend when I was a child in a certain school, and then how it got a little bigger as I went to college and a little bigger as when I moved to a certain city, it presented an even wider pool of people, but still finding people you share something in common with is a bit tricky. And Yet when you get to the use of technology like Instagram, you can suddenly find thousands of people. It feels like these are these should have been my best friends my whole life. And like, where were they? But they're all like all spread over the entire world. And, and probably a little bit more like introverted because you have to spend so much more time. Probably with the territory of being somebody who's passionate about sewing comes a bit more introversion, like getting more energy being by yourself than getting with a crowd of people is how I define introversion. You get drained by crowds usually, and you get more energy by yourself. So I feel like those people who you might share so much in common with would be hard to meet even if you lived in the same city as them. But then you get to Instagram and you actually can cheer each other on and be involved in the nitty gritty of whatever project they're working on and just share so much together and like find all these common values and create these deep meaningful friendships that aren't surface at all even though the app feels and has been called so totally superficial it has the potential to create these deep meaningful relationships that feel akin to me like pen palling from like the 1700s or i don't know like an (laughs) old-fashioned like loving correspondence or you're sending these little letters and checking in on each other, like that kind of thing, but yet through the new technology. Yeah,
0: that's so true. When you look at the growth of So Over 50, that was just a small account and now it's 35,000 followers and it was developed for a particular reason to raise the visibility of So Over 50. It's morphed past that to be a community where people are supporting each other so you're spot on Julia in saying that you know if we were all in the same city we probably wouldn't meet each other because we'd be in our sewing rooms or in our studios creating paintings yeah Instagram has been great in getting us all together
1: yeah and I have seen since seen a lot of posts of, you know, people who are saying, I finally got to meet this IG sewing friend and I'm so touched and so happy for them too. Cause I know how it feels. And other people have emailed me referencing online, you know, specifically IG sewing friends that they have. And I just love what's happening. It's, it's great.
2: Yeah. Seeing other Instagram sewing besties get together and meet each other. It like always just like makes me want to cry it's so sweet (laughs) and so meaningful and you know these like yeah we know what it feels like because now we've done that (laughs) it's it's a beautiful phenomenon yeah i think we've done it we
1: did
0: it ladies you've done it nancy julia thank you for coming on to so organized style podcast because your friendship is a really great one for people to hear about because there are so many more that are happening online that hopefully we'll find out about soon
1: absolutely thank you so much maria it was so fun to talk to you about this
2: yes thank you for having us and we're so excited to be a part of this with you thank you
0: Woo-hoo. and have a lovely day listeners this episode of so style for over 50 about sewing friends was produced by me maria theoharis with permission of nancy chen bayraktari of i used to be a curtain and Julia Cost of Julia Allison Cost or juliacost.com, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcasts but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. Why not hop on to our Patreon page and support this podcast as well. Make sure you go back and listen to over 250 free podcasts in our archive and catch up on great people in the sewing community our aim is to keep your sewing motivation going and make you smile post any questions or suggestions you have on our instagram account at Style or on our website at www.seworganizedstyle.com or on our facebook page we look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time stay safe everyone